Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Round 20's dress just wrapped up. That means it's time for finals footy. Now, I'm just going to touch on the eight teams that didn't make the top eight this week. I'm going to talk about them and how their final game ended up and how I sort of see them shaping up quickly for next season. For the top eight teams, the contenders that are still in the NRL Premiership race, I'm going to talk about them during the week. I'll go a bit more in depth on each of those. But to kick off round 20, our review, we've got the Cowboys and the Broncos, two teams that didn't make the top eight in 2020. The Cowboys won 32 to 16. Kyle Felt scored three tries. He could have put the house on himself to get the top try score. He must have been shocked beyond belief when AJ scored his fifth try the other night. Incredible stuff by Kyle Felt. I mean, considering how that team's gone and it's a shortened season for him to score 20-odd tries, it simply defies belief. They spent a lot of the year with Tam Lolo out. They didn't have Michael Morgan for the majority of it. Say what you will about Kyle Felt. He's obviously got his defensive, um, a lot of weaknesses in defense, but Fuck, he knows how to find the try line. Good God, he scored some important tries. Like, he's won so many games for the Cowboys by scoring tries when it really matters. You know, obviously that grand final when he scored that try, he's just got a knack of doing this. And you'd like to think that he will play Origin over the next year or two. Obviously, Queensland, their stocks in their backs, they are extremely low. It's a bit of a scary prospect when you look at who they can pick in that side. And I really hope he does get a chance eventually. Obviously, for next year, I think the real positives to the Cowboys, they found a few guys like Tommy Gilbert and Arcee. I think they've been really impressive. Uh, the Hammer, he's come from nowhere. He's been simply incredible. Obviously, they'll, they'll have him on the wing. They'll have Val Holmes at fullback still now. Val Holmes, it was always going to take him a year to find his feet in the NRL. And I, I heavily doubted him, to be honest with you. But he really came good this year. I was really impressed by Val. I think he's going to have a lot of improvement next year. I think it'll be much better than this year. Obviously, they'll get Tao Malolo back. He's been, you know, a little bit knocked up this year. So if Tao Malolo can play a full season next year, it really could be anything for them. Obviously, the big in for them, though, is Toddy Payton. And what he's done with the Warriors this year has been simply incredible. 
There won't be as much tension or, or as much stress on him next year up at North Queensland. It'll be really interesting what he's able to do. Michael Morgan, he's going to get him back. He is going to be massive. Michael Morgan is a premier half in the game when he's at his best. And if Toddy Payton can get the best out of him, they could be absolutely anything. When I look at what Todd Payton's done this year with um, Nick Arima and Chanel Harris-DeVita, what he could do with Michael Morgan, we could see him back to his 2017 best here. I'm sure all Cowboys fans will be hoping for that anyway. Over to the Broncos, and geez, it wasn't pretty. They led 8-0 after 20 minutes, and it just all went to shit. They ended up getting beat, you know, 32 points to 8 in the last 60 minutes. Just really summed up the Broncos' season. They started well. They scored off a kick. Um, That's... Payne Haas uh, crossed over four. You know, they had it all going their way, and they just couldn't hold on yet again. Obviously, Staggs got injured. That was a massive loss. He was looking really good at six. I was really excited to see him. Obviously, he's going to be out for the majority of next year. And David Fafita's also leaving the building. Jack Bird's leaving. So, really interesting to see how this team lines up next year. I, it's going to be a huge season for the Broncos because they need to re- restore some faith back into their in, in into their jersey because it really it's just the most un-Broncos season I think we've ever seen and hopefully we we ever will see I mean for them to finish last in this competition when you look at the teams at the bottom of the ladder and then you check their roster it simply is embarrassing Kevin Walters comes in and you know I really like this he's going to restore some faith obviously he's going to restore some pride in the jersey but if this doesn't work out and in 18 months they're moving Kevin Walters along Imagine the rift that's going to exist between the old boys. Like, it's already pretty bad now. Imagine it if they move one of their favourite sons on because it's not going well. He's got a serious job on his hand, Kevin Walters. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a bloody tough gig. He's got a young side. He's got Darius Boyd leaving. A lot of experience walking out of the building there. Um, David Fafita's going, as we said. <clears throat> He's going to be without Stags for the first half of the year, arguably their best player. God knows the effect that this season is going to have on, you know, your Payne Haas and some of these guys. It's going to be really interesting to see how Brisbane bounce back. I mean, on the bright side, though, they have found some really talented young kids this year. Jordan Rickey's a guy that I've really liked for a while. Spoke about him when he made his debut. Really impressive. He's got a lot to offer. I believe, according to Rowan Smith, his coach up at the North Devils, he's only been playing footy for three or four years. So there's a lot of improvement in Jordan Rickey, but he's just got that X factor that he really could be anything. Herbie Farnsworth is another one I've been so impressed with. He will be a genuine strike center over the next few years. He doesn't look like a superstar, but he just makes his meters, breaks his tackles. He's going to be really dangerous over the next few years. Defensively, he's got a little bit to work on, but he is young, and he was playing in a side constantly under pressure. He's going to be one of the guys that's going to help turn them around. I think they're going to get an absolute, you know, a real star center out of him at a bargain price at the moment, which is what they need. They need to be getting value for what they're paying. The other guy I want to talk about is Pat Carrigan. This guy has been simply amazing. I said at the start of the year that I thought he'd make his origin debut. He is just about a lock to wear the 13 jersey, in my opinion. He is a real leader, and he is going to be fantastic for the Broncos over the next 10 years. If they are to come out of this, which they will, they're too much of a proud club not to. Pat Garrigan, he'll be leading the front. The next side I'm going to touch on is the last Queensland side, the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, they defeated the Newcastle Knights on the weekend, 36-6. A massive win for them, and there are a lot of positives coming out of the Gold Coast Titans this year. I've said it all year, and you know, I, I said during the year that I think the COVID break was the best thing that ever happened to the Titans. If you cast your mind back to round one and round two this year, round one, they got 
They were beaten by the Canberra Raiders, who only played footy in the first half, 24-6. Round two, the Parramatta Eels defeated them 46-6. We went into the COVID break, and the Gold Coast Titans, they got to start again. And this has probably saved Justin Holbrook's job, I think, because it was not looking good there. They came out of that break. They lost 36-6 to the, to the Cowboys. Then they had their first win of the season against the West Tigers. They then lost to the Rabbitohs and to the Dragons. Now, from their first six games, they were one win from six games. Just, it is simply incredible that they've managed to finish fifth. They got to restart their season. It was a bit rocky to kick off, but once they found their feet, they were sensational. They've also done this for a lot of that season without Jai Arrow. AJ Brimson was injured for a long time. It hasn't been an easy run for them. And my God, they've unearthed some real talents here. I mean, Ash Taylor, he's been sensational this year. I've been saying for 18 months, be patient with Ash Taylor. He is too, he's just far too skillful not to be a success in the NRL. He will come good, Ash Taylor. And everyone that's bagged him, they're going to have egg all over his face. You're starting to see the best of Ash Taylor. The next few years, they're going to be really exciting for him. His Haas partner, Jamal Fogarty, he's been the best thing to happen to the Titans this year. He has been simply unbelievable, and he has brought out the best in Ash Taylor. They've really found a special one in Jamal Fogarty. I said the day they signed David Feeder that it worries me because they haven't solved their issues, which was in the halves. Jamal Fogarty. He has stepped up, and I think he could be the man to solve those problems. Uh, Brian Kelly's another guy that, you know, he came from Manly. Defensively, once again, another guy with some issues, but he's young, and in attack, he is simply incredible. He scores tries that no one else can. He's one of the most underrated players in the comp, in my opinion. Mo Fodawaker, another one of the most underrated guys in the comp. If he was at a Sydney team, he would be right up there with the best front rowers in the game. He is simply incredible. When these other forwards get up there next year, I think he's going to go to a new level. He's a fantastic little fine Mo Fodawaker. The last guy I want to talk about, AJ Brimson. He has been unbelievable to end this season. Injury affected to start the year. Didn't get a proper preseason. Everything against him. He has been fantastic. He is a real star of the future. He's a little bit different to the other fullbacks. He doesn't have that big body. He's just got skill, speed, and vision. He's a sensational footballer. Speaking of skill, speed, and vision, Tyrone Peachy at lock. This has been the best thing about the Gold Coast Titans this year for me. I've been saying for 18 months that the lock position, it's going to change. It's not going to be a third front row anymore. And you've seen the top teams in Brandon Smith, Victor Radley, Cam Murray. They've all followed suit. And now Tyrone Peachy, who was the man I said from the very start, he has to wear jersey number 13. Tyrone Peachy doesn't play a position. He plays football. You've got to let him run wild in the 13. With Jai Arrow leaving, it looks to be his jersey next year. The sky's the limit for Tyrone Peachy. And I'm so excited to finally see him being used properly. The next side I'm going to touch on is the Canterbury Bulldogs. They lost 42-0 to the Penrith Panthers, and this team is in some serious Barney rubble. You all told them at the end of last year when they won five or six games in a row that they turned around they were going to be sensational. And I said to you then, and I'll repeat it now, they do this most years. They finish strong when there's no pressure on them. Canterbury, they are in serious trouble. They didn't even fire a shot this year, in my opinion. They came out in game one. They put up a good fight against Parramatta. They won the occasional game here and there. Dean Pay left the building. You know, that should have helped them because, in my opinion, he was holding them back with the teams he was picking. They really didn't improve since. And to finish their season like this, incredibly disappointing. Uh, Kieran Foran's going to walk out of the building next year, and you can tell me he's injured, he sucks, he's old. Say whatever you want. They are a three times better team with him in the side. They are a first-grade team when he's in the side. When he's not... 
They are in all sorts. They've got all their halves, all their hookers. They're all under the age of 22. They are in serious trouble. Trent Barrett, he has got a massive, massive job on his hands here. He needs to be signing people left, right and centre here. They've spent big money on Nick Kotrick. If the price is right, I think they said 700, 750. That's way overs for a centre or a winger. Yeah, he you know he's a really talented footballer, but that's not going to solve their problems. They're letting Aiden Tolman walk out of the building too, which to me, it defies belief. I'm looking at their pack. There isn't much doing there, especially in the front row. They're going to have to now go out and find another front row to compete in 2021, in my opinion. Trent Barrett, he's got a huge job on his hands. He needs to find halves. He needs to find a solid hooker. I mean, Jeremy Marshall King, he's done really well this year, but you can't tell me he's on the caliber of you know the top eight hookers in the game. They, he's a solid, consistent footballer, but you need more in the modern game, in my opinion. And if you are going to have a Jeremy Marshall King as your hooker, you need to have a gun seven. They don't have that. They've got Will Hopawade at fullback. He's been sensational, but is he, you know, is he a top 10 fullback in the NRL? I don't believe he is. He's definitely not a top six fullback. So they're running in there without a top 10 hooker. They don't have a top 10 halfback, and they don't have a top 10 fullback. They are in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In serious trouble. Trent Barrett, he's got so much work to do here, it's not even funny. The next side we're going to dive in on is the West Tigers. Now, they haven't finished ninth this year, which is unusual. They finished 11th, and that is a serious worry for me. In a shortened season where in round three they had Harry Grant appear at their doorstep, which, in my opinion, he was the best player in their club this year. So they had that little bonus. They found a top five dummy half in the game who just appeared at their doorstep, which was sensational for them. They still didn't make the top eight. They had Benji Marshall that they toyed with all year. He produced him and between him and Harry Grant, they literally produced all of their points this season. Outside of those two, you had Adam Dway. He step up occasionally and deliver like he did the other night, but it was Benji and Harry Grant. They were the West Tigers' season in 2020. They still finished 11th, and as you all know, those are the two men who are leaving the building this year. Chris Lawrence has been another one playing at centre. He was in defence. He was sensational when he was playing there. Absolutely brilliant. He's leaving the building too. You're losing, what, in Benji and Chris Lawrence, you're losing about 600 first-grade games there of experience. You're losing Harry Grant, who will probably get the Dally M hooker of the year. In my opinion, he was by far and away the best hooker in rugby league this year, considering his age, considering his circumstances and everything. He held that team together. You heard Michael Maguire four or five weeks ago saying he's looking to the future. He's, you know, he's planning for next year. So Jacob Little's going to get a heap of minutes. His last game, they wanted to send Benji out a winner. Does Jacob Little even get in the side? No. He goes with Harry Grant. Michael Maguire is in some serious trouble here. I don't quite understand what he's doing, and I think he'd be very nervous for next year. Having these guys leave, they are in all sorts. Grant is going to be the worst thing to happen to the Tigers ever. I've said it a few times. He's going to leave a massive hole that's going to be near impossible to fill. There's going to be no spine player in rugby league at the caliber of Harry Grant or Benji Marshall that's going to be willing to go to that club. Luke Brooks, he just isn't doing it for me at the moment. You know, 
when, when, when he was playing footy last year, I thought that was probably his best season I've seen him. He couldn't back it up this year. Next year, he's going to have to do it without a strike hooker and without a strike 5'8". I'm not sure where they're going to play Adam Dwayne next year. You know, they're trying to sign every winger in the NRL to play fullback. So I would probably assume that Adam Dwayne might play six next year, which is going to put even more pressure on Luke Brooks because he really isn't a natural 5'8". I don't know what position he is, but he's certainly not going to be a 5'8", a natural 5'8", anyway. A lot of pressure on Brooksy coming into next year. Jacob Little coming off an injury. If something was to happen to Jacob Little, where are they now? Yeah, they're going to be in all sorts. Really nervous for the West Tigers. And, you know, I've got all these Bunnies fans that tell me that Michael Maguire is going to turn around. He's some defensive guru. Please, watch them defend. They are in all sorts. They've let in, like, plus 20 points for the last 10 weeks in a row or something. It has not been pretty. They are in serious trouble next year. I can't see them getting out of the bottom four, to be honest with you. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Tigers go. I still can't believe they're letting Benji walk out of this place. The next two sides I'm going to touch on, they played each other on Sunday afternoon, the New Zealand Warriors and the Manly Seagulls. I'm going to touch with the winners out of this game first, the New Zealand Warriors. They obviously beat Manly 40 points to 28. And I already spoke about the Warriors yesterday in my podcast. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of ups here. You know, discovering guys like um, Katoa, getting the best out of CHT, Nick Arima, it's been a fantastic season for the Warriors. And it's going to be a really well-deserved break for them over this off-season. But... The unfortunate reality for the Warriors is that it all starts again in, what, four months? So it's not really going to be that much of a break. They're also going to have to go through two weeks of quarantine. Yeah, so realistically, they're another two weeks away from seeing their family. All of a sudden, they've got three and a half months till the next season starts. And in all likelihood, they're going to be back over here in Australia. They're going to be away from their family. It's going to be another tough year. You know, it's going to put pressure on families. It's going to put pressure on these players. It's all going to play a role to make it really difficult for next year. And, you know, in my opinion, they're losing one of the most important pieces, Toddy Payton. Now, Nathan Brown's going to walk into that building. And Nathan Brown is a very different coach and a very different bloke to Todd Payton. Obviously, it's hard with Brownie because we haven't seen him coach since he's uh, Newcastle days a few years ago, but we saw him at the Dragons. Obviously, very emotional. Same at Newcastle, where you know he sort of he he. I don't know how to put it, but he sort of was happy to accept that Newcastle weren't going to achieve. Yeah, he sort of said to the fans, "Look, it's going to be a rebuilding few years. We're not expecting much, essentially." And I just don't think that's the attitude that the Warriors can have. He's going to have to change his tune a little bit, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the guys respond because we know. We definitely know that Todd Payton, he's a player's coach. So it'll be interesting to see how Brownie approaches this. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him. I mean, they finished, what, 10th or something this year under all the pressure they've been under. I mean, if they don't, if they, if they finish lower than that next year, which you would have to think is likely because they've overachieved beyond belief this year, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Nathan Brown. Obviously, they've got AFB arriving. They've got Ewan Aiken arriving, Kane Evans. Some big dogs are coming in, but it's still going to be a very tough year. It's going to be brutal and... I really hope they do well. And as I said, a few, I think it was last week, I said, I hope that we reimburse the Warriors somehow. I'd love to see them get all home games when rugby league's back to normal and we're done with the COVID situation. Interesting to see how they handle it. Now, on the other side of the fence, we've got the Manly Seagulls, and they really worry me. I know Tom Trebojevic was injured this year. I understand that. But, you know, they've now got an Origin Series in a few weeks, and Tom Trebojevic, Brad Fittler picked him in the squad yesterday afternoon. What are the Manly Seagulls going to do? Are they just going to let Tommy Turbo keep playing footy and keep getting injured? Their premiership window is very small. They have to make a hard call on Tommy Turbo soon, I think. I know it's hard to stop a guy from playing rep footy, but, geez, if he gets injured in that, which, let's be honest here, if you go and have a listen to my podcast with the NRL physio a few months ago, guys coming off a break, 
like Tom Travojevic. I mean, he just had a three-month break or whatever it was. Then he came in, he got injured game one. For him to have another eight-week break off an injury, come straight into an Origin series, it really could. It could derail their season for next year before it even starts, before the new year even kicks off. Real danger spot for the Manly Seagulls. And if I was them, I'm sorry, but I would have to make a hard call on Tom Travojevic and ask him, hey, we've stood by you through all these injuries. We need you to not play Origin. We need you in maroon and white next year playing your absolute best footy. It's going to be really interesting to see how it unfolds with Turbo. Obviously, their game on the weekend, I mean, what disappointed me the most was that in the first 20 minutes, they were all over the Warriors. They had all the ball. They had all the possession. Everything was going their way. They were rolling through the center third. And for them to still manage to lose that game in the fashion they did, I mean, they conceded 40 points still. It's really disappointing. Um, I just, in the modern game, if you get that sort of advantage to start a game on a hot day, you shouldn't be losing that game of football. For Manly to lose it, incredibly disappointing. I mean, this Warriors side, let's be honest here, they're going home, sorry, yesterday they were going home 24 hours later. You know, it's their last ride. They were done. They were so done. For them to be able to put 40 points on Manly is a serious worry. Now, their defense, it needs to be sorted out during this offseason. If you look at their last six games, they conceded under 30 points once against the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Bulldogs scored 20 points against them. You know what the Bulldogs' season average was? 14 points. Their best defensive effort was against the second-worst team in the NRL, who still scored more points than they averaged this year against them. Incredibly disappointing from the Manly Seagulls. It's one of the lowest seasons they've had, in my opinion, considering their squad. There are a few positives heading into 2021, though. Of course, DCE, he's probably playing some of his best footy I've ever seen. He's been sensational this year. And the other man they get back is, well, hopefully get back, is Finu. Now, last year when he was playing, he was incredible. He's the sort of dummy half they need. Behind a big pack of, you know, Paseca, Marty Tapao, these sort of guys, he's going to be crucial. They need him on the field next year if they're going to compete. They need him on the field. They need DCA to continue what he's doing. They need Tom Travojevic to stay injury-free. And they need some of these young blokes that are coming through to really step up next year. Their premiership window is closing. Desley Hasler and the board at Manly, they know it. The last side I'm going to touch on is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They defeated the Melbourne Storm. Well, if you want to call them the Melbourne Storm, probably a B-grade Melbourne Storm side, 30-22, to which was a bit of a worry for me. Now, of course, the Dragons are missing a couple of guys themselves. Corey Norman wasn't in the side. Ben Hunt was missing. Uh, but for me, it's a real worry for the Dragons next year. I don't see them overly improving. I mean, Tyson Frizzell's got to leave the building, who's probably their best player. And without him yesterday, they definitely don't win that game at footy. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they land once he leaves. They'll be hoping to get Jack DeBellin back next year, which they will be absolutely desperate for JDB to walk back into that side because without Frizzell, they are desperately going to need him. Um, Tariq Sims, we didn't see a heap out of him this year. Paul Vaughan, we didn't see his best footy either. So there's a couple of guys to come back that will be hoping 2021 is a lot better for them. But pressure's really on the Dragons here. I mean... A few guys have really come to life. I mean, uh, Matt Matt Dufty, he's been sensational this year. He's really bounced back. He's a guy that I didn't think was up to it. He's really improved this year and is playing some fantastic footy. His ball playing has just gone to a new level this year. He's played well. Um, Zach Lomax, he's been sensational. He's been the real fine for the Dragons this year. Absolutely brilliant. Ewan Aitken's another guy that's leaving, so they need to plug that spot. Cody Ramsey on the wing, he's another really good Um, outside back they've discovered. They're letting Tristan Saylor go, which has shocked me a little bit. I think he's one of the better footballers at the club to let him go. 
there must be more behind the scenes to that. Really interesting. I'll be interested over the next few years to see what unfolds there because it all just doesn't add up. Uh, Jaden Sullivan, a guy that made his debut yesterday, he was sensational, really impressive. I think he's going to have a big future. Adam Clunes, another guy that I've liked for a while, that right-to-left cutout ball. You didn't get to see it as much this season as what I would have hoped, but I've been watching him play for the cutters for the last few years. He's a really talented footballer. I think he's going to be a player of the future. Adam Clune, I hope they stick with him. Obviously, the move for Cam McInnes, he played hooker yesterday because Ben Hunt was out. He's got 13 written on his back forever, in my opinion. Ben Hunt has to be the hooker next year, which means they need to find some halves. I don't know if they go out in the open market. I don't know if Corey Norman's the answer, to be honest with you. They, you know, It, it, it was rumoured they were trying to shop him off a few weeks ago. They didn't play him yesterday. It's going to be really interesting to watch that over the summer to see where Corey Norman lands. One guy I've been really impressed with they've, that's, that's really come of age this year has been Jackson Ford. He's a sensational forward. I think he'll be an 80-minute guy next year. I'm not sure if he'll play in the middle. I wouldn't mind seeing him on an edge. Uh, they've sort of been using him just as a third front rower and a workhorse in the middle, but he's got a lot more to offer. I'd love to see him out on the edge next year. Um, outside of that, the Dragons, I just... I just think they're in a bit of trouble next year. They're going to be really interesting to watch, and I'm just not sure how it's all going to unfold. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.